welcome everyone to welcome everyone welcome everyone to episode 35 of a meeting at tavern we are on the fourth part of the arrow's edge arc durf is going to give us the recap this time what happened jamal okay so the episode which was released today the day that we are recording and none of us have listened to here's what happened in it i think um we just <laughs> killed the trash monster and flew through the sewers um came up in the palace ready to do some stealing tug and durf were coming up with a plan when carl decided to just walk into the room <laughs> which made tug mad so he walked out into the courtyard where there were like 5000 um dragonborns and started acting drunk as like a distraction <laughs> which sort of worked totally fucking worked sort of you mean? just got tug kicked out of the <laughs> palace in the meantime durf turned into a weasel which turned out to be kind of pointless but i was very excited to do and him and carl went into the kitchen i think carl like made a sound he like projected his voice said i'm the king come here and the chef left the kitchen Durf used his weasel smells, um, weasels have advantage on smells, to find the um, spiny thingy, and then he touched it, which made him die and turn back into an elf, and then they went back to Sassy's house, and she said um, that, oh, oh, didn't I tell you, you have to have the skin of the people that you want to transform <laughs> into, so we have to go skin some dragonborns. <laughs> Uh, I'll give you a 70, 70% accuracy. Yes, very good. You don't necessarily have to skin anybody. You just have to collect some scales. Um, and you also mentioned that you wanted to turn Eugene into a something. So we're going to have to collect a something for that as well. Hey, but, Joe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what's up? Can I just toss in a, a small addendum to that? <clears throat> sure. When the... <laughs> Uh, thievery of the uh, durian didn't pan out as anticipated. Let the record show that Joe said, because of the commotion outside, nobody heard you two fumble fuck around in the kitchen. <laughs> which, That's true. That's which, true. Is, which means my distracting, distraction wasn't sort of useful. It was <laughs> fucking crucial. You're right. You're right. I made up something completely just so it would be useful. <laughs> Can we do an addendum to the addendum? Because... Um, your all's plan was terrible. My plan clearly worked and would have worked without the distraction. I'm just going to throw that out there. Paladins don't have advantage on smells. So you wouldn't have been able to find it. She told us what it looked like. And she yep. said it smelled like shit. I think we could have found it. Yep. Well, hope you rolled pretty good on that first perception check. I got to roll twice. Advantage. And then you died. <laughs> And then you died. All right. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you did. You did turn back into an elf because you had one HP. Okay. Anyway. All right. So you have left Sassy's place. It is nighttime. Uh, it's about eleven o'clock, and you are present. No, I'm sorry. You left Sassy's place. You went to the Silver Tongue. You missed that. You went to the Silver Tongue to find out. Um, who out there is a team from Artisi Trekis? You asked Patrick and Bill about the dopiest members of uh, people that have registered for the games, and they pointed you to a group called the Jello Crew and told you to go down to the gate level. So I assume that's still the plan. We're still doing that. Yep. Yep. Sure. All right. All right. So weren't we like standing outside their house at the end of the episode? I thought. Uh, so. I don't think so. I think you were just maybe you were. Maybe you were. I mean, maybe that might have gotten were. edited out. Who knows? I don't remember. So I'll just say this. <laughs> you make your way down to the gate level, past the market stalls where shopkeepers are packing up their things to call it a night. The crowds you once saw here are non-existent and the streets are empty of passersby, leaving only a few homeless and the occasional stray animal to roam the streets. Every once in a while, you spot a small squadron of guards patrolling with tall torches and heavy swords. You arrive at the dead of midnight to the location that Patrick pointed out to you. The Jello Crew Headquarters, if you can call it that. A large ramshackle house sits before you. Wooden steps lead up to a porch held up by crooked posts, firelight dancing in the front yard from a crack in the door and through spaces in between boarded-up windows. 
Half of the shingles of the roof are missing and you can see a rough looking crooked fence that leads around back to a large structure in the distance separate from the main house. The wall of the structure lights up with bright light every few moments and you can hear shouts and roars coming from that direction. What do you want to do? So we really probably shouldn't kill these guys, but how are we going to get rid of them? We got to turn into them, but they can't be there. You know what I, I mean? My here, Here's what I was uh, pondering earlier. If we take these these Dragonborn personas and we win our Tissy Trekkis and then we get our totem and leave, we are then leaving these people in charge of Arrow's Edge. Is this really like the most moral thing that we're doing? We're just going to send the city into chaos. Given, well, I mean, given random people control of the army. The entire world. Well. <laughs> so, well. I'm just, I mean, I, I was just thinking about that earlier, like the moral dilemmas. Point. Well, we're going to turn back and they're going to be like, holy shit. Maybe like, I don't know, maybe it just reverts to the, maybe, maybe like our win is voided. You know, right? But I think we need the thing, regardless the, of the, the previous win is guys will go back to being rulers, or maybe we use the army to fight the bad guy army that we don't know exists yet. I like that. I'll be in charge of a city of dragons. <laughs> uh, so in are, charge, are we, we going to just charge keep is the word stealing needle roots and dragons forever? <laughs> I'll be in charge. Uh, uh, Photograph. <laughs> 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 I hung out with some British people this weekend. Uh, nicest people ever. Is that how they talked? <laughs> uh, no, they speak like normal human beings. <laughs> not, not like an idiot trying to do an impression of a poor impression. <laughs> However, continue. Yes, you are in front of this ramshackle house. Big fence around the back. You see some lights back there. You hear some shouting. Um, you see lights coming in through the cracked door. The door's a little cracked open, actually, too. So, the front door. Hey, what if I they're... have an idea. I have yeah. an idea. What animal what are you turning we... into to execute this idea? <laughs> None. What if we pretend what? to be doctors? We say, there's a plague in the neighborhood. We need to take some samples. That's when we take their skin, just a little bit of it. And then also we use like the plague, which is not real, to scare them out of the city so they run away and then we can steal their identities without them being an issue. But if nobody's... Or here's what we do. We subdue <laughs> these guys, right? We drop a portal, send them back to the tower. Are we going to pop in and tell them, hey, yeah, we, we can pop in, drop them off at the, at the tower. The tower surely has like some sort of prison, right? When we're being bang, boom, we get what we need. We come back, change into Dragonborn, win our Tissy Trekkis, and then afterwards we kind of let them go, but just tell them they can't go back to Arrow's Edge. And the alternative is we're taking your skin. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> We shouldn't put them in prison in the Arcane Tower. I mean, we, they didn't actually do anything. They're just dumb. So, I mean, we tell them, like, put them in a nice room. Maybe we can make them Go. guards. They can become guards at the Arcane Tower. Give them jobs. They'd probably yeah. like that. A nice, steady-paying we'll job. Them, hey, you're not going to win this fucking thing. Only the winners get to take over. You guys are the fucking goobers of the uh, tournament. That's what everybody's saying. Everybody knows. Anyway, I'm, yeah, I'm on board with this plan. Let's do it. This plan sounds I correct myself solid. Are we from an earlier him, episode. This is the longest time I've never talked. <laughs> How are we going to subdue them? Do you, With do you my have a spell? fists. Well, we know. I I mean, we have an option. Instead of killing people, to just knock them out, right? Oh, that's true. That's that true. Is, that is that's an true. option have we just have not yes, exercised yes. yet. Mechanically, if you lower someone to zero hit points, I would let you decide whether you want to knock them out or end their life. That's uh, that's not how it works, IRL. That would do severe brain damage, but <laughs> I'm glad it's an option in the game. Yeah, I'm going to shoot this guy in the face, but just to knock him out, though. <laughs> I mean, if you if you if you as a PC lower to zero points, you're just unconscious. You can come back, right? That's because we're the same. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. So All none right. of the people we face have chosen to kill us or me exclusively, since I think I'm the only one that gets knocked out. <laughs> no, I, guess I, think, so. I think Durf's been knocked out once. I think I've it gotten, I earlier uh, didn't you get knocked I out during the red sands? The time. I yeah. was notorious for dying in every episode. You were always. For I think in the battle with Carsis, you were out for most yeah. of it. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah, let's do this plan, though. So, you, yeah, you guys are in the front of this house. What do you want to do? <laughs> should we... Well, I guess well, we so should I case the joint? Uh, yeah, just send yeah. Eugene in there. Okay. Oh, no, let's Eugene, take our sneaking yeah, this potions. Is, this is actually a good job for Eugene. Okay. Um, do we want to give him ICUP, or I can just cast uh, animal maybe, eyeballs Maybe you should sneak around back and see what the the what they're doing around back and how many of them are there. Right, because right. there's we heard fighting from do. around the back. Let's send Eugene into the house with okay. ICUP, right? Yeah. Tug can keep an eye on what's going on in the house. I can stealth out back and just see what's going on back there and report back. I mean, couldn't you just turn into like a vulture and like fly above the house and get the, get a bird's eye view? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'll turn into some kind of small bird, like a crow or something. But first, okay. I'll get first. I'll get Eugene out. All right, let's do this Eugene thing first, then. <laughs> um, so, so am I holding? I'm holding ICUP for this. Correct, correct. Okay. So yeah, Eugene hears you talking about him, and he stretches. It's late at night. He stretches as he reaches out of your pocket, and he's like, "Oh fuck, Darf, what do you want? It's so late. I'm trying to get some shut eye. What's up?" Okay, buddy. Here's what we need. Remember, we went to that potion shop before, and we had you creep around looking at stuff, and it was a complete waste of time. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, that yeah. was just a test run for doing that here, but it is important. So, we're going to give you ICUP, you scamper into the house, look around, we're going to probably have to fight the guys in there, or something, so we need to know how many guys are in there, what they're up to. What their what kind of weapons they have? If there's anything else we need to know tactically, okay. Roll a, you, you roll know an what I'm picturing? <laughs> what I'm picturing for this is he fell you, asleep halfway through this. <laughs> by the way, uh, twenty four. Oh shit. Okay. What are you picturing, Kirk? I'm imagining that the folk inside that are play that play uh, this game. Since we keep comparing it to Quidditch, I'm kind of just picturing them as dragonborn harry potter characters and we're gonna burst in and kill them <laughs> which is like they're all like 12 year old kids <laughs> we're just gonna go in screaming at them to give us their skin excited for the tourney <laughs> okay 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 all right you're all 24 so eugene stretches again he's like oh god okay all right i'll do it Durf, but you gotta promise me after this i i get to go to bed i have a feeling that I'm gonna be put to a lot of work tomorrow. I don't know why, but I just I need to get my uh, my beauty sleep. After this, you're good to go until we have a very important job for you tomorrow, which uh, we'll tell you about right. later. All right, all right, I'm in. And he uh, scurries out of your pocket and down your leg. And um, Tug, you hand him ICUP, the one half of ICUP, and he runs up the steps and into the house. Um, have. Have we rested since I turned into a vulture in the uh, thingamajigger? You're at full health because you used that salve to recover five points. I mean, in terms of wild shape. Oh, no, you have not rested at all since you got here. Okay, that's fine. I still have two. Um, I will turn into a raven. Okay. Uh, Ravens are kind of big and conspicuous. What's stealthy? I'll turn into an owl. It is nighttime. It's it's nighttime. I'll turn into an owl. Okay. Okay. Tiny owl or a regular sized owl, I suppose. Uh, Who knows? Okay, <laughs> an owl. A little, uh, um, I'll say a little, a little one, a little one, a little owl. Okay, uh, all right. So, so Eugene runs in owl. and tug. <laughs> what you see uh, as as Eugene runs in, he runs in the front door and immediately to the right, you see the source of light is coming from this big hearth on the eastern wall. Um, there's a couple like wooden benches surrounding this this moth eaten rug in the middle. Uh, to your left is this kitchen table right in front of a door that seemingly leads to the kitchen. And, uh, yeah, so so Eugene's just kind of sitting there wondering what to do. So he starts looking around. And, uh, Durf, why don't you roll a perception check? For Eugene or for myself? For Eugene. Um, let me hang on. Pull up a rat's stats. Pretty bad roll. Well, what am I perceiving? Smell? Or ice? Um, probably ice. I mean, both. Do, do both. If you're... Just roll it. Uh, why don't you just roll it with advantage? Okay. Just for anything. All right. First roll is a seven, 
and the second is a 15, and rats have advantage on smell. On smell, so I don't know okay. How, I don't know how you want to do that. Uh, no, that's totally fine. 15, okay, so 15. So he um, he follows his nose, like Toucan Sam, and he climbs up onto the kitchen table where he sees some moldy bread and he starts eating it, starts nibbling, and then just slowly his body drifts over and, and tug. You see a stack of papers there kind of strewn about on the table, and they are clearly registration papers for Aratissi Trekkis. Now, you don't see anybody in this house, so there's no one sitting on the benches or anything, or you don't see the kitchen yet, but um, you don't see anybody around as far as Eugene with his eyes. Um, <clears throat> I will use my uh, brewer's mug to get double out of potion. I actually have half of a uh, stealth potion left from the last episode or mm-hmm. two episodes ago. I'm going to consume that to give myself the plus 10 to stealth, and I'm going to sneak into the house to get those registration papers. Okay. All right, so let's we'll flash over to uh, Durf. What are, Carl, what are you doing when you see Tug do this, I guess? I'm just going to kind of look around and kind of make sure nobody's really paying as much attention. Uh, just kind of guard hang, outside? Yeah, stay in guard outside, hang out front, see if uh, anybody notices what we're up to. Okay. All right. All right, Durf. Um, yeah, you, you fly around this house over the fence and you see this large open area in the back, in the back of the house um, with that still that same large structure that's off, on the opposite end of this area. Torches line the perimeter of a large oval shaped field with two tall structures built of wood and nails at each end, a dummy of charred cloth and straw standing atop each of them, 30 feet above the ground. Three different magnificent beasts dart around the area with dragonborn riders. A stumpy blue dragonborn struggles to hang on to its mount, a hippogriff of reds and browns. A tall white dragonborn sits atop a gray wyvern, its scales reflecting the torchlight as it dives down at the first rider. The third rider is barrel-chested in the color of brass, hovering around one of the dummies on a pegasus so black that if it weren't for its piercing blue eyes, it would be perfectly camouflaged by the dark night. And Durf, you watch the wyvern as it slams into the hippogriff, and the four of them, rider with the beasts, go tumbling towards the dirt where they hit with a thud. And you watch as the blue and white dragonborn bicker about something before the brass one gets involved and separates the two, and it takes them just a few minutes to calm the beast down enough to get back on and take to the air once again, assumedly doing some sorts of drills for the upcoming games. What did you say the third beast was? There's a, a, there's a hippogriff, there, a wyvern, yes. and Pegasus. A, yep, there's a, a hippogriff with like red and brown feathers. There is a wyvern that is gray and kind of shimmery. And then there is a black pegasus with piercing blue eyes. Interesting. Interesting. Hey, I've still got all those stealth potions, don't I? Mm-hmm. Can I drink one? As a bird? As an owl, like, as an probably owl. not. Probably I not. I can't just like take it out with my beak and like... Nah, 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 nah. Give me a you know slide I mean? of face check. Slide of face check. All right. That's a natural 20. Yeah, you do that <laughs> perfectly. You pierce the, okay. the foil top of it and just like, like a straw through your beak, suck that thing up. So I want to... Which animal do you think we should turn Eugene into? You guys. Well, I think it has to match wait, the wait, rider. Wait, 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 wait. You are an owl currently flying above the house. Neither of them see this. What do you want to do in character, Durf? Oh shit! See ya. Well, okay. <laughs> I guess I'll just. I guess I'll just have to make an executive decision. Um, what is a hippogriff again? I can't remember. We it's only like got one hippogriff. Fucking <laughs> the hippogriff is that? like a like a lion eagle type thing. So he would look a lot like what a Pegasus would look like. If if it was a if it was a rat turning into an animal, hippogriff is a Harry Potter. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a picture. I remember, sort of like a griffin. What is the difference between a griffin and a hippogriff? There, actually, I googled griffin and hippogriff came up. I don't know if they're the same thing. It's a mystery. Someone okay. will tell us. I'm gonna steal Eugene a hippogriff feather hmm. with my extremely plus stealth. Okay, you are going to pluck out a hippogriff feather. Stealthily? Stealthily. I'm an owl. I'm incredibly agile, and I have plus 13 stealth right now. 
These stealth potions um, are broken. How do you only have hmm. plus 13 stealth? They, oh, yeah, because really your broken. dex isn't that high, right? <laughs> okay, give me... Uh, here's how we're going to do this. I'm going to pull up Hippogriff stats real quick. I'll let you roll this dex check, but it's going to be at disadvantage, and I'm going to roll against it at advantage. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> You're going to die. A dex check? Or a you stealth roll, check. Well, a stealth check, which is your dex, plus your proficiency, I guess. So you roll with disadvantage. You get plus 13. I get plus five. So we'll roll, you roll a disadvantage. I'll roll advantage. We'll see what happens. Okay. First roll is a Were 31. Weren't we going to capture these guys anyways? Where we could just pluck well, one off after? Eh, 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 eh. 16. 16? Okay. Uh, my first roll is a 16. That ties, so I got to roll better than an 11. That's a 17, Durf. So okay. you you dive down. Um, you dive down at this hippogriff, and you pluck out a feather, and all of a sudden it goes, and flaps its wings up, and give me a dexterity saving throw. Joke's on you. Owls are dexterous as fuck. Actually, not really. Plus one, but still an 18. 18. Okay. Yeah. You uh you managed to dodge this wing as it comes flying up towards you. Um but the hippogriff is flying and flying and flying and the rider falls off and hits the ground. Um but does not see you as you dart away back over the house with the feather. Cool. <laughs> All right. I don't know why I did that, but I'm glad that I did it. <laughs> All right, you have a hippogriff feather. All right. Yep. Um so Carl, you see this owl flying back over the house in Durf's clothing with the hippogriff feather in his mouth. And I land, and I say, and I give, I, I, I don't de-transform yet because I don't want to waste the owl form if we decide to do something else with it, but I hand Carl the feather. Uh, I tuck it behind my ear. <laughs> Safe, okay. For safekeeping. I guess I should untransform. There's no reason to be an owl anymore. Uh, well, let's I go back to Tug since you guys are together okay. now. Tug, you you barge into the house while this is going on, while Durf is still out in the back. And I'd you, like uh, you think, spot. I'd like to yeah, think I'm ahead. doing it stealthily since I took the stealth potion. <laughs> you stealthily barge into the house. Yeah, you stealthily <laughs> cre- creep into the house. Bless you. Bless you. You creep into the house and you see Eugene munching on some bread and cheese over at the table where you saw the registration papers. Um, so I stealthily go to the table and I start, I just kind of grab the pile of papers. Mm hmm. Um, is there, is there a second story to this? I'm sorry. I can't remember. Or is it just for this room and then a kitchen room? Just this room and a kitchen. And that leads to the outside. Yep. Okay. Um, and Eugene can't understand me. So, um, I guess he I'll... Like, he, like, perks up and gives you a little salute, but that's about all he does. Okay. I grab all the papers, and I gently snag Eugene, and then I sneak back out of the house. <coughs> all right, sweet. So at this point, you see Durf come in and land on Carl and then exchange an adorable moment with the feather. And you all three are back together in the front. Uh, So I, I just guys... Uh, hey, guys. I uh, These are the registration papers for tomorrow. I assume we're going to need them along with... Uh, our transformation stuff, uh, Durf. I just saw you hand a feather to to Carl. Does that mean you got some skin too, or is that still? I was gonna get some skin as an owl. Uh, my plan was to just dart from person to person, stealing all of their. Oh, I I thought I said I detransformed. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like how Joe's yeah, been, cheap, 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 just like translating and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> what's, what's wrong with Joe? <laughs> all right, you're back. You're back. Anyway, back. so I, yeah, I, I was going to jump from person to person, steal all their skin. Um, something weird happened. I tried to fly at the guy and steal his feathers. And then there was sort of a, what felt like a long period of time where it was not clear whether I was going to be <laughs> successful or not. And then I uh, I got away with the feather, but I did not get the skin. Uh, duly noted. Don't um, know if that's going to be helpful or not. Not, not particularly, but... 
Uh, Carl, since you seem to be the keeper of things important, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll give you these registration documents and, uh, let's just go to the back and prisoner these guys. Well, hold on, hold on. They have two, they have three giant monsters back there. They're going to fuck us up. I think we should wait for them to come back in the house and go to sleep. And then once and then they've fallen them. asleep, then we can subdue them and then skin them. And then go and... <laughs> Tug, as you hand uh, Carl these regi- registration papers, Carl, you read on them three names. You read Ice, Blue, and Kurt. Uh, those are the three names of the participants. Um, clearly, you see uh, a, f- a few lines down, it says um, Mount, and you see that Blue is riding... What did I say? You see that... Uh, Blue is on the hippogriff. Blue is riding the hippogriff. Yeah, Blue is riding the hippogriff. Ice is a female dragon uh, riding the wyvern, and Kurt is riding the black pegasus. That's what you see what on the, the registration papers. Ice, uh, Kurt, ice, and... Blue, Ice, and Kurt. Blue, okay. Blue, Ice, and Kurt. Yep. Um. All right, so... Cool. <clears throat> oh, so we're waiting for them to go to sleep? Is that what we're doing, Carl? I mean, unless you all have a better plan, I think that's going to make it the easiest for us to try and subdue them. I think if we storm them right now, we are going to get absolutely fucked up by their mounts. Granted, I will say, I saw these idiots fall off their shit like five times. We're going to whoop their asses. Durf, can you talk to them? The animals? Can Can you speak with animals? Yeah, but they're not a... They're not a... Uh, yes, I can. I have passive speak with animals, so I can talk to any animal. But they're not like automatically friendly to me. So if I just like walked up and was like, "Hey guys," um, they might like attack me. But they might not, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> so do we want to sneak into the house and hide and wait yeah, till they come back let's in? Let's do that. Or what? Let's sneak into the house and hide and wait for them to go to sleep. All right. And then try and subdue all them. Right, I need all three of you to roll me uh, stealth checks. Well, if we know we're going in there, um, well, whatever. I still have my stealth potion on. Fuck you guys. Yeah, oh. Carl, you can drink one if you want or not. What is my stealth? Carl declines because he's going to pass <laughs> this stealth check without it. 15 20. plus 18 is what? 33? A, a lot. Of, a lot. <laughs> 17. I, I, I turn into the silver, a silver that Alex Mack turns into, and I just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you roll, Carl? 17. Okay, 17, 20, and 18 plus 15, 33? I got a 21 on you a got five. 21. Okay. All right. So you, um, where do you hide? Where do you guys hide? You tell me. What's uh, in what, are those, what, what do the beds look like, the bedrooms? The bedrooms are, they're kind of like cots off to the side in the main area. There's this big living space where the kitchen table is, where the benches are. It's really a shitty looking house. Um, and there are a few cots off to the corner. I'm going to cast Minor Illusion and mm-hmm. make a giant box in the corner for us to like hide in. <laughs> All right, Solid Snake. Yeah, they will not <laughs> notice that there's a brand new box in the house. And if it's it's going to be dark, or it's going to be late. I guess I could roll for it. It's okay. going to be dark right. and late. Can Durf like, suspend himself? Like, uh, What's the guy from Splinter Cell's name? Sam Fisher style. Like in the uh, fucking rafters, like spread his arms and legs out like a spider. Why aren't sure. you like, just a small form? animal? <laughs> we could try. We could uh, run, run back, spook him. <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> it worked. Right, it yeah. worked really well last time. If I use my wild shape again, I can't turn into anything cool because I will be out of wild shapes. I think we should run back, spook him. That's me. It's whatever. All right, we'll build a, a spider costume for me, and it'll all hang from the ceiling. All right, you guys, you guys walk into this house um, with your excellent stealth checks, and you all find places to hide. Uh, Carl, you, Carl, you crawl under the uh, benches in the main living room, and you're kind of like crouched down. I love how this decision has been made for us. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck are you wanting to do, actually? Make up your minds, or I'll I'm just gonna, take it trouble. I told you exactly. Are there rafters that I can fucking okay, sprawl yes. amongst? D- here's the ruling that I'm going to make. 
you want to find a hiding space, you want to do something cool, you tell me that it's there and it's there. There are there are rafters, and I'm gonna climb up in them. Okay. All right. Durf is in the rafters. Carl, where are you? Um, <laughs> they in in their bedroom. They have a bunch of like taxidermied races, like other races that aren't dragonborns. And I'm gonna take the human one and hide it in the closet, <laughs> and then replace favorite. it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Don't forget to do a little minor illusion so you look like it. <laughs> All right, these are probably like things they've stolen. So yeah, so yeah, you you are a now a taxidermied human. Um, all right, <laughs> and Doug, I'm in the rafters. You're also in the rafters with Durf. All yes. right, you guys are smooching in the rafters. All right, so no, um, you wait there. <laughs> you wait there about an hour, and you finally hear outside. You hear the beasts groan and roar again, and it looks. It sounds like they've landed and they're being pushed back into this um this large structure that's out there which is kind of like a makeshift stable um and you hear a big clunk like a lock and then you hear the back door open uh swing open by the kitchen and three these three dragonborn come in and they walk in and you know one opens the fridge and grabs some beers the other one takes out a deck of cards and they sit at the table just below tug and derf and one of them is sipping like bourbon on ice and he's looking around and he comes right up to uh the taxidermied statues and he looks at you uh carl and he looks at you right in the eyes and and is he getting you really close he's getting really close and this is kurt this is Kurt. This is the bra- brass dragonborn. As soon as he like reaches, gets it right up to my face. I, I go, why, Jello? There, Jello. I get it. Wait, really? Yeah, we're doing this. I, w- I was gonna pretend to be a ghost and try and scare him away, <laughs> but I, f- I see we're already there. All right, you do that, and he throws his drink <laughs> up into the air, and ice and bourbon go flying <laughs> everywhere, and he's like, Wah! and he backs up, and he falls to the ground. Um, and the other two look up to see Durf and Carl, you guys busting out laughing because of all this. And let's roll initiative, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like a perfectly executed plan. We're the worst, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> everybody this is joe your dungeon master thanks for listening to episode 35 just a few quick announcements for you here and then i'll read off patreon names and then we'll get you back into the action um first things first we will be heading to gen con soon this is in a couple weeks in indianapolis um i think most of our guys are going to be there friday maybe some a little bit of saturday morning so if you are if you're headed to gen con and want to meet up hang out play some games drink some beers what have you uh, let us know. We'll post on Twitter where we're going to be, and uh, hopefully we see some fans there. Secondly, the Q&A that I was talking about a couple episodes again, we're going to have to figure out a date for that still. We have a very busy August um, and rest of July, so stay tuned on that. We're not sure when we're going to be able to get together and stream that, but hopefully sooner rather than later, maybe in the next month or so. Um, we were, we're really excited about that. Lastly, if you haven't heard, uh, we have a new thing for our Patreon, our Patreon supporters called A Few More Beers. It's a podcast um, where Josh and Emma, two fans of the show, talk to one of the cast members about recaps from the episode. So episode one already went out. And we're going to be releasing these on off weeks. So every Monday, you Patreon supporters will have something to listen to, whether it's recap of past episodes or a brand new episodes coming up. So if you haven't gotten a chance to check that out, please do. If you are not a Patreon supporter, you're not going to get access to that. But if you want to become one, it's really just a dollar a month. Um, you just sign up online, patreon.com slash tavern. Drop us a buck a month. It helps support the show and helps helps us keep up what we are doing. So Uh, We would really appreciate your support, and we want to give you some other cool stuff to listen to.
So right now I want to give a shout out to our $15 or more patrons. These are people that go above and beyond to support the show. David Ashley Cole, Andre K, Sir Falco the Fearless, Jello Crew, Kurt Nolan, Ursula Bertea, James J.C. Aklantz wants to give a shout out to Hit Dice Podcast, Nick Sassy, Mark Albright, Tarkin Davis, Eleanor Fitchett, Sierra Clark, Jason Ford, Jonathan Zeman, GM Binder, Michael Kennitzer, Chris Solberg, Jaeger, Holly Roxana, Chad Putnam, Ice Blue 220, Strive for Honor, Sarah Blue, Mark Deacon, Nathan and Samantha Ballou, and John Dowstrom. Thank you guys so much for all the support that you give us. And uh, we love you. And <laughs> thanks again. All right, that's it for me. Uh, enjoy the rest of episode 35. We got something really cool in store for you. Uh, a little battle here. And then something real special at the end that you won't want to miss. So enjoy it. And we'll see you next time. this time i did it to my own plan 18 oh uh, what's your dex mod durf three okay tug got a 24 a 24 damn nice carl, might be your best carl initiative got a four roll. a four a what's four. your dex mod carl <laughs> one one okay and all right perfect oh this is gonna be good okay um Kirk, you are up first. So there is a brass dragonborn prone right in front of Carl. There are uh, there is one bringing in like a tray of snacks. The uh, the tall female white dragonborn ice, and then the stumpy blue one is counting the cards at the table uh, when all this shit goes down. You are directly above him, maybe ten feet up, twenty feet up in the rafters. What do you do? Um, <clears throat> Tug will jump out from the rafters and just uh, come down kind of like a missile drop kick on the uh, fat blue one at the table counting the cards. All right, roll it. So does this count as uh, using two strikes because of each foot? Is that how that works? Yeah, that's fine. You get two attacks, right? Yes. Follow-up question. Uh, My uh, knuckles bonus is obviously on my hands. Do I carry that to all my attacks or is that just when I actually physically attack with my hands I guess I should clarify your that hands. I'm going to say your hands because they are uh, knuckles alright in that case I am swan diving okay. <laughs> <of the rafters>. <laughs> <laughs> alright two flying haymakers down uh, and let's roll for it all right. uh, 25 and a 10 uh, first one will hit okay. uh, so that is 8 damage Eight damage, okay. All right, so you come down with this haymaker and knock this guy off the chair that he's sitting on, which shatters underneath him, and now you are on top of him. Durf, you're up. I'm going to use a fourth-level spell slot Mm. to summon two giant constrictor snakes. Holy shit. Okay, where? Um, Let's see. So it's all one room, or there's there's two rooms? It's all it's one like, big room. It's like an L-shaped room. So you guys are on the uh, vertical part of the L. Well, the base of the L is where the uh, like couches and stuff are. You're about 15 feet from where Carl and the Brass Dragon is, and you are directly above Tug and the other two. Okay, so it's an open floor plan. Good to mm-hmm. know. Um, I, will, I, I just want to summon them. Well, I guess, do they appear at the same point? I assume they appear basically at the same point. Um, I'll put them kind of right in the middle of the room near the two that are not the one that Tug just crashed into the ground with. Okay, so um, so you're putting them directly in between basically the kitchen table and where Carl is. Yes. On the hardwood floor. Okay, all right. Yeah, they appear. They come out of the woodwork, come through like these big holes that are in the the... Um, moldy wood. They seep through the floors and they're ready. Now, do you roll initiative for them, right? Yeah. Do you want me to do them separate? I'm. I'm so the. I. By the way. Roll, yeah. Uh, constrictors, like kind of the whole constrictor thing, is that they grapple people. Mm-hmm. So should I roll separate initiative for them? Sure. Because they're not going to be swarming. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, f- first roll is a seven. 
Okay. And the second one is an 11. All right. All right, so up uh, up now is the dragonborn that got splayed out by Tug's fists. Um, and Tug, he's going to look at you, and he's just going to hawk a big old loogie, and fire out of his mouth comes this blue cone of ice, essentially. He is dragon-breathing all over you, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw. That's not good for me. Fifteen. All right, that'll miss. That'll miss. So you're going to take 12 cold damage from this uh, from this blast of cold air and like like frost starts to form on your beard like icicles and it is the first snake's turn next. Okay, so I'll have one of the snakes uh, the first snake will attack ice, the one by the table. Okay. He's going to constrict which is plus six. 24. That'll hit. Okay. Uh, that is 2d8 plus four. So 16 damage. Okay. He is grappled. Dang, she. Yeah, she. She but yeah. is grappled, escape DC 16. Okay. And until the grapple ends, she is restrained. Okay. All right. Nice. So um, she is going to. So she is. She is, gets constricted by the snake, and it's her turn. And she is just going to try to like push her elbows out and try to squeeze this snake apart with uh, a strength save. Uh, natural twenty. <laughs> okay. Natural twenty. So as she does, she like pushes her elbows across, and the snake just unfurls instantly and falls to the ground. And it's the other snake's turn. Uh. The other snake... <laughs> I, I'm going to have the other snake attack her, too. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's an 11, though. That does not hit. That does not hit. So she okay. sees the other snake coming, and she quickly backhand, backhands its face as it lunges forward, and it goes flying across the room as well. And a, a Kurt is up next, who is going to do that thing, Carl, where he kind of like puts his hands back on the ground and bends his body so he kicks up onto his two feet instantly and just come forward with a swinging punch directly to your face. And he rolls a 23. Yo, these guys are fucking us up. And they're gonna do... He's gonna do 11 damage to your face. Bludgeoning damage straight to the face. He doesn't even touch armor, just straight to the nose. Breaks your nose. And Carl, you're up. Uh, seeing as how I, I just got punched in the face, uh, my first reaction is to counterattack. Uh, but when I, I grasp Sora's bane, um, I just have a, an emotion come over me. <laughs> and I just, I just can't help myself. <laughs> I miss her so much. I Did just you? wish she was still with me. <laughs> did you roll a one? Did you roll I did. a one? I did. <laughs> this is That's a nightmare. Fantastic. That's what that does. <laughs> At the beginning of combat, yeah, I have to roll a d8. We just didn't do it. I did it, and I got a one. You buckle over when in sobbing, and Kurt looks back at his buddies, and he just shrugs his shoulders. <laughs> and uh, Kirk, you're up again. Um, I'm gonna spend a key point, and I'm gonna use. I'm still on top of this man, right? Yeah, we'll say he's still prone since he was down on the ground. So you can roll with advantage. So I'm just gonna flurry of blows tap the fists together so the lightning starts running through them and I'm just going to unleash uh, some uh, some heavy, heavy fists down on this man. Alright. So we've got a 15. Okay. We've got a 20, not natural. And we've got a 17. Okay, the last two will hit. 12 plus 10, 22 damage. 22 damage? Okay, nice. Yep. Alright, so you blast this guy. The first one, uh, he dodges his head to the left, and you just punch straight into the hardwood, but he's not ready for the other two coming so fast, um, so he gets blasted in the face with two of these lightning fists. You said 22? Yes. Alright. Uh, Durf, you're up. Okay, so Tug got hit pretty hard a couple times, right? Not mm -hmm. to... Uh, well, Tug I... got hit with the, with the cold the frost breath. breath. Yep. 
And I'm up in the fucking rafters still. Mm-hmm. Can I, like, monkey bar down, tap tug with my foot, and use cure wounds? Sure. Now, <laughs> here's just a question for you. You have to take your shoe off. Yeah, you got to take your shoe off first. You got to kick your shoe off. What's the question? Um, is summon animals, is that a concentration spell? It is. Okay. Just, just wondering, because if I hit you with enough damage, the snakes disappear, right? Um, yes. All right. All right. Go ahead. Uh, so you got to take your shoe off to touch him with your toe. All right. <laughs> Durf takes his shoe off and monkey bars down from the rafters, taps Tug with his toe and uses a uh, level three cure wounds. Okay. So roll that. Cures for 17. 17 hit points back to Tug. Tug's at full, I think. Okay. Um, okay, sweet. So you, your toe extends out of your sock. You have a little hole in your sock, and you just dink right on top of, uh, out of the back of Tug's neck as he's punching down, and he regains some hit points. And it's Blue's turn, and he sees you both do this, um, and he is going to grab one of these chair legs that shattered underneath him, and he's going to try to reach it over and smack Tug across the face to knock him off of him. Uh, and he rolls an 18. Uh, that ties. Okay, that'll hit. Uh, and Tug, you're going to take 12 points of bludgeoning damage from this uh, from this weapon. And you fall off of him. You just roll off to the side as he smacks you across the head. And he gets up and he blows some more cold air up at you, Durf, in the rafters. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. 10. No, 10 misses. 11 still misses. So you're going to take 17 points of cold damage. And the way this works with concentration is when you take damage, you have to roll a uh, DC. It's either 10 or half of the total damage taken, whichever's higher. So you take, you have to roll a 10 constitution saving throw or lose your snakes. Natural 20. Okay, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the snakes somehow seem stronger after you get hit with damage. <laughs> And uh, it's the first one's turn again. Okay. We're getting fucking posterized by this guy over here, I feel like. Well, I guess not. Uh, He's stout mm, but hardy. I'm going to call back one of the snakes to... mm, No, because what's-her-name will get a move first. I'm going to have him constrict her again. Okay. Blue. Blue. All right, go for it. Ice. 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 Yep. 23. That'll hit. So okay. she's constricted, grappled, and all that, and you do well, you do she's damage. Take some damage too. Okay. Which will be uh, 15. 15, fifteen damage, damage. And she's grappled. All right, nice. So and she's grappled and restrained. And restrained. Oh shit. Okay. So she um, she's gonna roll instead of just trying to trying to like pull her elbows out at this thing again. She's gonna take the tray that she was holding and smash it against the table with her arms. Um, so that there's a sharp jagged edge and try to stab the snake that's kind of like constricting against her. So she rolls that with disadvantage and she is grappled. Uh, that's a 16 and a 15. That'll hit. Those hit? Okay, so uh, with this improvised weapon, she's going to do seven damage to the snake. Okay. The snake still, still grappled? does not even give a shit. <laughs> right. So she like points she like thrusts this pointy end of this tray that she was bringing into the snake and it barely even grazes through the thick hide and the other snakes up um the other snake i will have him launch across the room as fast as snake can go and try and hit well wait is is tug on top of blue still no not anymore not anymore i just got knocked off okay gonna have him rush across the room and sort of tackle, constrict him as well. Okay. That is a 15. That'll miss. Okay. So the snake lunges over this kitchen table and blue ducks just in time, and the snake soars over and smashes against the wall on the opposite end. And it is Kurt's turn, um, and <laughs> he's just watching Carl sob into his hands, uh, <laughs> and Carl is kind of like, like leaning over, sobbing into his knees. So Kurt's just going to come up with a hard knee. 
rolling a seven. Does not hit. So that misses. So, um, Carl, as you're sobbing, you kind of like lean to the left because you're sobbing so hard, and the knee just whiffs, just straight up into the air and whiffs, and it's your turn again. Uh, as he's whiffed, can I move to uh, Tug and Durf and avoid an attack of opportunity? No, no. All right, well, I'm going to do that anyways. All right, attack of opportunity. That is a 18. And I will cast shield as a reaction. Okay. On myself. All right. That's fine. You can do that. All right. So um, what happens? Do you tell me? I guess as he re- lashed out with his knee, uh, as he lashes out again uh, with the foot that he's got his weight on, trying to kind of trip me up, and I just kind of skip over it and just look back and wipe away a tear and then kind of fling it at him. Get him a little wet. <laughs> okay, sweet. So your shield gives you the uncanny ability to have this this quick reaction to not get tripped up. All right, Kirk, you're up. Or Hold Tug, on. you're up. I, I, get, I oh. still get my turn. Sorry. Right? Yeah, Carl's up. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, so I want to... I'm going to use... Uh, I'm going to use Cure Wounds on Durf. Wow, okay. All right. You have to touch him. We're all there. He, he was touching... Yeah. All right, so you're running over. You're leaping yeah, onto the I'm, table to, to grab him. Okay. Yes. Six damage, or six heal. Six health. All right. Six health. Durf, you regain six. six health. Yep. Okay. And Tug is up. <clears throat> um, so I will... So I'm prone now, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I will use... Um, Actually, how many of the enemies are biased or within five feet of There's it? just one within five feet of you. And that's blue. That's blue. Okay. Um, I'm going to use Grasshopper Rises Early, so a key point, which allows me to pop up um, as a bonus action. And blue has to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Or be knocked prone. All right. Uh, that's a three. Well, five. So <laughs> misses. Okay, so he is knocked prone. All right, so you lift your legs up and kind of kick them underneath of him, and he falls backwards on his back. And then I will do just my normal round of two attacks. Okay. Which I have advantage, correct? Uh, yes, now that he's prone, you do. Okay. Um, so the first one is a 21. That'll hit. And the second one is a 19. 19. That'll hit as well. So we will hit him for... 15 damage. All right, he goes down. He goes unconscious. So you hit him with these lightning fists as he's prone, just two straight shots to, to the him. head. You want to kill I'm, him? No, I'm, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So this uh, this lightning that comes out of your fist just like goes through his brain, and he jerks back and forth for a moment, a moment before he falls unconscious. You can still see him breathing, but he is out cold. Uh, Durf, you're up. I'll just jump down, use shillelagh on myself as a bonus action. And what you said, ice is the one I'm closest to. Mm-hmm. All right. You would get advantage <laughs> on attacks against her. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'll use shillelagh on myself and uh, just poke her sort of mockingly. I mean, stabbingly. Oh wait, I don't have a. I don't have leaf tip anymore. I have a stab. I was gonna say you don't have um, a wooden. Do you have a? You have a wooden <laughs> weapon? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I do. But so so yeah, I'll use Shillelagh nonetheless, uh, which is a bonus action, makes my attack plus wisdom instead of plus uh nice, okay. strength. And uh, I'm gonna poke her hard to bludgeon her in the face, but also sort of mockingly because she's wrapped up in a snake. Alright, so you're you're bludgeoning her across the face. Yes. Got it. With advantage. Oh, good. Twenty one. Okay, that will hit. That will hit. <clears throat> okay, so and, I do... And, yeah, roll damage, although I don't think it's going to matter, but we'll see. It does nine. Nine damage? Okay, you knock her out as well. So you <laughs> swing this staff across her head, and it just hits her head with a deafening... Not a deafening, but a very gruesome crack, and she falls over, and the snake slithers out from underneath her, and she is out cold as well. And the only one left is Kurt... Now it's both the snake's turn. Do you want to do anything with them? Uh, let's constrict him. All right. Just roll two attacks here. Uh, 21. 
and a 25. Okay, both hit. So both snakes, <laughs> one lunges around his legs and knocks him over as the other one crawls underneath him and just constricts around his arms. How much damage do they do with all this? First snake does nine, and the second snake does, what is it, plus four? Thirteen. So, 22? Yeah. All right, so he's damaged. He's hurt. restrained. Yeah, he's double restrained. So I'm going to say you guys are out of initiative. You've got two Dragonborn, Blue and Ice, by the table that are just out cold from these attacks. Um, And then you have Kurt, who is double restricted, just like fighting against it. And he's like, what the fuck was that? What the, who the fuck are you? Durf's like, hey, while we've got you here, um, what are the rules of our Tissy Trekkist? And he, are you walking up to him to do this? <laughs> no, I'll stay, I'll stay at a safe distance. Okay, um, he spits towards you. And he misses. It comes up short. <laughs> it just kind of smacks against the hardwood about maybe 10 feet in front of you. And he says, I ain't telling you nothing, you filthy animal. Uh, says, fair enough, and then knocks him out with his stick. <laughs> okay, roll it with advantage. I thought you said we were out of initiative. Well, you're still knocking him out. You're still trying well, to hit him. Okay. <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> you- Derp runs up with his club. I wouldn't have done it if I thought I had to roll. <laughs> Tug- Tug- he- <laughs> wait, wait. Derp-, Derp runs up with his club and lifts it high above his head and just brings him down. And Kurt just does this. He, tur- <laughs> he just tilts his head ever so slightly to the left and it hits the wood. Tug, uh, what do you want to do? <laughs> Tug walks up and pats uh, Derp on the back and just <laughs> just says... Tell your friends you're gonna be fine, and then I rear pack and I unleash a haymaker on this guy's face to knock him out. <laughs> All right, roll it. Do, do I have advantage or? <laughs> yeah, you have advantage. You definitely have advantage. You know, just in case. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> Don't kill him. Uh, I rolled two sixteen, so twenty four. That yeah, that'll hit. All right. Don't you? Don't even need to do damage. You knock. Yeah, I just him out. want to knock him out. Yep, you knock him out. He's out. You're done. Out of initiative. Totally. All three dragonborn are unconscious what do you want to do with him uh let's pluck some scales off menacingly starts to sharpen uh his dagger and then daintily plucks one scale off of each of them (laughs) 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 all right so you now have in your possession one brass dragon scale one um white dragon scale and one blue dragon scale now um yeah i'm not going to tell you anything else because you probably you, you came from Woodhaven, you don't really know much about Dragonborn. You haven't really asked about the different colors and what they mean and whatnot. So uh, that's all you know. That's all you got. White, white, blue, and black, right? White, blue, and brass. Brass. I don't know what brass does. Brass. We saw the one guy breathe gold. Or tug. Gold. Tug Hulk. has the blue. <laughs> t- gold. Tug has the blue scale. Okay. Durf takes the brass one. Okay. Is that Carl? You're gonna give you're gonna toss Carl the uh white one? Yep. Alright. Alright, you guys each have a dragon scale and you have the uh hippogriff feather. What do you want to do next? Well, let's drop these guys off at the tower. Yes. I have an idea for that. Go mm-hmm. ahead and drop the thingy. Okay. Um Wait, Carl Carl second. has the Carl has the portals, right? Carl's got the portal, pocket portals, yep. Are we are we that's the plane we're going with? Wasn't that your, your plan? Idea. It was definitely my idea. Yeah. All right. That's I, I throw idea. down a portal. I think that's a great right, idea. Yeah. Uh, Carl. Okay. Hang on. Just one second. <laughs> you, you seemed upset for a second that we were going with your idea. I was more, more than anything. I was just surprised. Normally, <laughs> any time we have an idea, we don't go with it. We do something idiotic instead of the plan. Right. <laughs> so I was just I was kind of surprised that we were actually going with that. Okay. Okay. Carl, you you throw down this pocket portal to the Arcane Tower like you have so many times before, except this time the portal starts to flicker and the blue light is going in and out and it's expanding and contracting in jerking motions, almost like almost like you change the channel to something with just white noise. 
And then you start to hear a different noise coming from the other side. One that you did not expect to hear when you threw down this portal. You hear screams. Well, that's a doubter. And last but certainly not least, we want to give a shout out to our $5 patrons, Metal Minister, Derek Norman, Tim Cyril, Cyril? I think that's how you say it. Sorry, Tim. Uh, Liquor Locker, Daniel Arnold, Jacqueline Green, Snormantha, Kensworth Slater, Zabrija Emma Spring, Team Carl, uh, Joshua Ald, Sierra Jones, Torinland for the win, uh, Instagram account Lace Evangeline, Oyabun, Ryan Corbin, Lady Magesire, Torben Schwarz, James Crouch, JJ Holler, Chris Harrison, Tucker Barkley, Pat Manads, Seth M. Harrison, Kevin DeHart, Jacob Torres, Thomas Sanchez, Matthew Watson, Kevin Goslowski, Jesse Jones, David Barron, Eric Hancock, Dan McStockerson, Jason Rittman, Joshua Motzinger, Nicole Chapin, Marco Olufsen, Ian Coughling, William Martin, Elemental.fm, Dungeon Masters Thrift Shop, Jack Mega, Nick Vukalich, Vitaly Vasilyuk, Joe Quickle, and Adam Hoffling. A lot of names, a lot of awesome people. Thank you guys so much. 